Welcome to On the Road to No Place Left. This is Feeney, and I'm driving as we learn to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard. This is season four, where we're tackling all questions related to simple churches that can start among lost people for zero dollars. As you'll hear in this interview with Kevin at Rochester Institute of Technology, if simple things can multiply, we're only one generation away from major impact. How could a church of eight people reach a college campus of 15,000 people? Let's give a listen to the story. Kevin, if you just <laughs> want to, if you just want to tell, uh, tell your story, um, even of uh, how you came to faith, where you're at, where you're located at, even just kind of mm-hmm. some of those details, and then we'll, we'll go from there. So, uh, I grew up Catholic, you know, going to church on Sunday, stuff like that, having like a relationship with God, but you know, it was just on Sundays, not any other day, really. Mm. But then I went to college and I thought like, oh, I don't know, this whole pandemic's going on. I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep with the faith or anything. Uh, but then like two weeks in, I met Jack playing Batman and, um, he didn't even like share anything with me actually not like two kingdoms or anything which is kind of funny but uh, i saw him again at the uh, at the gym and then he shared uh, like his testimony with me and he, sh- he told me about this group that he has fellowship group and i was like yeah i'll be there man that sounds really cool i went there and then it was like new to me not anything i did when i was growing up you know in the catholic church but um i really liked it and everybody was so welcoming and loving and Mm-hmm. um like actually that's like when i first bought like bought my first bible mm. and actually read it for the first time <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> just, yeah kind of not good but i like fell in love with it I was reading through matthew and uh like two weeks after that i was just like praying one night and really thinking about like jesus and what he did for me and mm. i just like gave my life to him right there and it's been like a journey since I struggled a lot with baptism, you know, like believers baptism, because, you know, real yeah. Catholic, stuff like that. But as I read more scripture, realized like there's nothing really that, that talks about uh, what the Catholic Church does, but like rather believers baptism. I finally like, okay, like I need to do that too, get baptized. And uh, I did that in Kenya, actually. The Lord oh, took me sweet. to Kenya. Yeah, I did a lot of work there and I was really encouraged. And I got really there, like I really got encouraged to like share the gospel, like myself, like not just with others, but like alone, just reaching the lost. And that's like pretty much where I developed like a like a, like a heart for the lost. When I got back on campus, I like slowly started to, but then like halfway through the semester, this past spring semester, I like really start sharing the gospel like crazy and um like it's actually something that I like love to do, and I still love doing it now. Yeah, I've grown so much, and I just really am thankful for Jack. That's awesome, and his faithfulness. Yeah, yeah. Let me unpack a couple of things there. That's an mm-hmm. awesome story. When you first heard the two kingdoms, like heard the gospel, and then you started going to this this fellowship group that you described, Jack has. Was there kind of like this whole time you're like, oh, I do need to respond to that, or was that for you as having that Catholic and and the Christian language? In your background was that just like oh well this is cool i don't disagree with this so i'll be a part of that group i was just curious if that hits you as something you needed to really respond to or if it was just like oh well jack seems like a cool guy and 
I need some fellowship in my life. Well, okay. So the two kingdoms, like mm-hmm. growing up, I'd uh, you know I got got the gospel preached to me, but never like face to face in person, like having explained to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, when Jack met me at the gym, he didn't even get to share two kingdoms with me. <laughs> he shared his testimony with me. Yeah, uh, we exchanged contact contact info, and I said I'd be there. But I had to really like leave at the time. He he was like dude can i show you this thing on my phone can i show you this thing? i was like i'd love to see it but i really gotta go yeah. so he didn't even get the share with ah, me. okay but uh, i saw it in in the church group uh, okay i had never seen anything like it like never had it really explained to me okay so i never really understood it okay got it and then you said you then a, a couple of weeks later you'd obviously then heard the gospel were clearly presented but you were also reading the word and was it kind of those two things together? Like, how would you describe how that helped? Yeah, basically bring you to the point of surrendering to Jesus. So I like how the two kingdoms are presented because, like, if you're not serving Jesus, and you're serving the other guy. Mm-hmm. You know, that really made me think, like, oh, what am I doing? That night, I was, like, really stressed and stuff and, uh, like, didn't have any peace at all. I just kind of, like, prayed to Jesus and, like, asked him for peace. And, and all that I was, you know, doing at that time, and like I got it, and well, this can't be co- this can't be coincidence. So yeah. uh, that's why I decided to give my life to Christ. Cool, man. Oh, that's awesome. Was that just this fall semester? Yeah, that was in okay. September. Okay. So then, tell a little bit more of the story from then until maybe it's now, but just kind of give us however much you want of what did it look like to stay connected to Jack's group? And was that a church? And then, yeah, what has God been doing in you as that time's passed? I went to the, the, uh, his group the first time on, on a Sunday and it was just like all freshmen, you know, getting together. And it was really cool. We didn't, we hadn't like identified as a church yet, but it took like a couple weeks. Um, cause he had, he had two different groups that he was doing on campus. And, um, Eventually, he joined the two into uh, our church, which is Cornerstone Church. Yeah, we've, we've been going there since, and we meet on Wednesdays at 8 in his apartment. Yeah, so just describe, what hap- What do you guys do when you meet? Like, what, is that, what does that time look like? So, last semester, we really focused on short-term discipleship, you know, um, going through three-thirds, and then all the tools, mm-hmm. like, you know, two games, testimony, SOS, all that good stuff. And then this semester, we started midterm discipleship, and uh, we've worked through it. And about halfway through, we started doing iron irons for all the all the leaders. We actually just finished the last iron iron, and um, we would do like an hour. So we meet for like two hours every time. Uh, when we're doing the iron irons, we meet for we meet two hours again. But it's like from eight to nine, we do the iron and iron. And then from nine to 10, we do like a condensed three thirds mm-hmm. um, process. I guess what, what was for you, what was the purpose of the iron on iron? Were you like, what's this about? Or why, why, what, what did that do for you? It really showed me like where I needed to improve and how I could improve that, you know, in some areas. And then like also showed me like what I'm doing good in, what I should keep doing. Um, like for example, I was like, doing well with sharing the gospel, you know, fishing kind of stuff like that. But, um, and I was doing good with like getting in the word and, um, abiding time, but 
my prayer life was like a little bit lacking. So um, I got like a lot of encouragement to bring that up. And um, also I was having some troubles with um, discipling those that God had given me and everybody was there helpful and like you know, giving me ideas what to do, stuff like that. That's really great. So do you have any stories that come to mind, whether from, from that church gathering or somebody you've discipled, or maybe it's just a, a conversation you've had in the harvest as you've been sharing, but I would just love to know if any stories of kind of God at work come to mind. Well, one cool thing. So in our church, we, we have this new word that we made up. It's called miraculence. So it's a combination of miracle and coincidence. Actually, one of the girls that's going to go with us to Kenya, she's in our church, her name is Ginevra. And uh, she, on last Saturday, May 1st, she realized that her passport was about to expire in like three months. And because of that, she couldn't get her visa. Um, And so she was like, okay, I got to get this immediately. And they made plans to go to the post office uh, on, on that Monday, two days later, and like to get it, get a new one. And um, they went there and they realized that they had to make an appointment in order to get the new passport, you know, all that uh-huh. stuff. But, you know, they didn't have one and there weren't appointments till like later in the week. And it was already like two weeks before she was going to go to Kenya. She was like, I can't wait. And the lady comes back. She's like, I'll take a look at the schedule. Um, Maybe we can fit you in. And she comes back and says like, well, this never happens, but Mm. we actually have two hours right right now, just free. So if you want to come in and get your password done, like, okay. That's (laughs) awesome. That was clearly God's hand in that. that's fun when that happens. So how many people from the church are going to be going to Kenya? Like what is it pretty much all of them? Like what's the, what's that look like? It's going to be me, uh, that girl, Ginevra, Caitlin and Jack. So okay. just the four of us, there's like eight of us in the church. Yeah. So what happens Have you guys talked about as the semesters wind into a close, um, what happens to uh, church on like a college campus as people go different ways like what have you guys talked about what kind of the next few months will be like before you come back together in the fall oh so we're going to meet online uh, okay. on zoom we did cool. that over break over winter break too. met online at the same time uh cool. it's been it's been good Perfect. i love zoom <laughs> yeah man you can do a lot on there that's great and then what about, do you have anybody, I'm trying to, I think Jack told me this. Do you have anybody that you're discipling that you're kind of pouring into and, and what's that like? There's one guy, his name is Sam. Uh, I met him last semester and uh, I like started a church with him. It was just me and him. <laughs> I just like a little group um, and just like going over three thirds and um, teaching him tools, stuff like that. And then I met, you know, some other, other guys from the harvest some of them are like inconsistent, but there's one guy named Darian and he was like an existing believer and he's been coming. There have been a lot of people like come and go. So what have you found basically the hardest, the kind of the hardest part since you basically became a believer, surrendered your life to Jesus? Like what's been kind of the most difficult part of that journey? Probably initially just going out to the harvest and sharing the gospel. Mm. I think definitely, definitely that actually. Um, it was nerve wracking <laughs> at first. Uh, and I, I would watch Jack do it. He took me out like the second time I went to his group. 
took me out after and I uh, just watched him do and I was like, how are you doing this? Like, how are these words coming from your mouth? And yeah, it was, it was troublesome for me at first, mm-hmm. but then the Lord gave me confidence in it. And yeah, it's, it's been pretty easy since. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, man, that's pretty cool. Okay. So what would you say, like, what are you learning? Either something you have learned or um, what are you currently learning about? following Jesus, discipling people, starting churches. What I'm learning is just like to trust in God and like everything, his will and everything will fall into place. And also like in that there's no like clear path following Jesus that I I can follow. You know, I'm always going to, you know, struggle with different things like it was sharing the gospel at first. Sometimes it's like abiding being obedient so i'm always going to be struggling in different things but just like keeping faith in the lord and trusting in him always his his will is you know what i'm working for <laughs> yeah yeah that's great great how do you guys stay this just came to mind how do you guys stay connected obviously you as you're leading your church that's kind of just getting started or you're connected to the church that jack leads is that basically the main connection? Are there other people leading other um, smaller churches? And is there any like connection between them? I was just curious, like what that looks like. So Jack's church, uh, there's about eight of us in there. Um, I know all of them really well now. And then six of us, I believe it's six. Yeah, six have our own, lead our own churches. Caitlin actually leads two, two churches. Oh, it's really cool, actually. Caitlin, she's hard of hearing. And mm. RIT has a big deaf culture on campus. Cool. So, like, it's awesome how the Lord's using her to reach uh, that community. Um, she she leads a deaf church and, um, like, a family church, too. Are any of those churches then, are they only connected through you guys, like the leaders that are there? Or do you guys like, hey, we're going to get together and have a, I don't know, worship service or something? Like, is there any other connection besides just you guys meeting in Cornerstone Church? Like we'll go out into the harvest together uh, okay. a lot. If I go out with somebody in my church, like say mm-hmm. Garrett or something, I'll say like, "I'll oh, bring bring whoever you're discipling with you." Or uh, sometimes go out and get dinner with whatever, and you should invite anybody. You know? Got it. Um, we just focus like it's it's me alone with my with not my disciples. Sorry, disciples of Jesus. Right. People I'm discipling only like in church. Got you know, it. other for other things, you know, anybody can come. Cool. I've heard before that the, if depending on how you would picture it, like the deaf community could actually be seen as like an unreached people group because of how little they have access to the gospel, how little like ministry work. Mm-hmm. And so that's a great story. That's really encouraging. Yeah, it is. Does this trip to Kenya have any like, was that just like, what's the connection there? Is that just something you guys wanted to do? Was it directly related to the church? Um, so Jack started that movement over there. Uh, he mm-hmm. met Ben and through Ben, you know, Ben raised up leaders, stuff like that. A lot of the movement's like explosive there. A lot of people coming to Christ. And one of his leaders said that in the last month, in just one like area, there was like 200 baptisms. Mm. It's insane. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Explosive growth. So, yeah, um, that's that's how we know about it. And Jack invited me and some other people from his Zoom church over there last semester to help out with the leaders with training, stuff like that, help the movement. And then since it's gotten bigger, you've had more people 
you know, for this upcoming trip to go and help. That's awesome. Some kind of wrap up questions. I would love to know, like for you personally, what do you think is next as you're now just a couple semesters into following the Lord, you're discipling people. Like, what do you think God has for you next? What do you, what are you praying about or what, what are you seeing him lead you in? Next? I think I'm really excited about next semester, all the incoming freshmen, uh, reaching them because, you know, like they'll be the, the most like interested out of all the people on campus. Just really seeing next next year, the whole year, a lot more of RRT being reached. It's a very lost campus. Um, just like disciples being made up, leaders being raised. And then I got into contact with um, some students from University of Rochester, uh, which is you know pretty close. And they were like really interested in what we were doing. So if the Lord wants me to you know do some work there, then I'd definitely be willing to do that. And See if we can make like a movement there. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool, man. When we do like trainings and stuff like that, we go over wig take, you know, what's it going to take to, mm-hmm. and our goal is like, or the goal that Jack has, has is uh, to share the gospel with every student on campus in a year. Mm. And so we like broke that down and we realized that there's like 30 weeks in, in a school year. Um, you know, 15 weeks in the fall, 15 weeks in the spring. And there's, uh, I think, like about 15,000 students. So that's about mm-hmm. 500 gospel shares a week. And I mean, right now, we uh, we can see on like the, the tracker app that we have, we got about like 50 to 60 a week. So, you know, we got to bump that up if we want to reach that goal. But like, it's not that far off because like, starting churches making disciples is not just like addition you know it's like multiplication like no exponential really Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) like we're basically like one generation away from that getting 500 shares a week and reaching rt that's awesome man what a great what a great big goal and a great focus to have instead of just kind of like getting comfortable with like, Oh, these are some fun churches that we've gathered and enjoy like each other, like to have that goal that keeps the, keeps us focused where we should be. That's awesome. I guess the one thing I was curious, you kind of hinted at it, but maybe could you walk through what is that kind of like a harvest encounter to, to get to a gospel share? Um, what does that look like? Whether that's a specific story, if you have someone come to mind, you obviously talked about how Jack kind of engaged mm-hmm. you, but I would love to hear like what, both what you're doing and what you're training people in as you guys are, are looking to engage, have those 500 a week. Like what is, what does one of them look like if you, if you'd be able to share? So when I go down to the harvest, uh, you know, it's different for everybody, but for college students, um, it's good. It's nice because, you know, a lot of people are open to listening to you and um, seeing what you have to say. But uh, when I go into down to the harvest, I usually, find like a specific person uh maybe like someone i know because that's good because i already have a connection with them someone in my class or um something like that and um like i'll typically just share my testimony first and ask if they have like a similar story like that and that kind of like drives conversation more if they don't then like you know i'll ask them like like do you know like why people decide to follow jesus and then share two kingdoms you know, it depends on how they react to all these things, you know, mm-hmm. 
if they if they're interested in like you know the gospel then exchange contact info invite them to my church or you know even before that i can maybe say like oh you want to get lunch or something you want to get dinner because i'm pretty free you know i have a lot of time um, there's different a lot of different places to eat on campus i can do that cool man so that's really interesting so you're going out and you're like obviously probably have 500 strangers that you could see but you're even kind of having your eyes open for who has god already put in your sphere of influence mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's a good reminder to well, everybody needs to hear but he also we see that there's it's a little bit easier to get into conversations and also mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. can go farther when we already have that relationship so. yeah that, that's true if you have any comments or questions head to on the road link you can find other on the road episodes and specifically one about jack who has trained kevin in the show notes at that same url or you can call or text 321-209-3899 to get in touch. This is Feeney. Thanks for listening. The On the Road podcast is to encourage you to share the gospel, make disciples, and reproduce leaders and churches until there is no place left where the name of Jesus hasn't been heard.